Welcome to the Copy Corner with your hosts, Terry Schilling and Dan Marzullo. This is the corner of the internet where you can learn valuable and actionable copywriting and marketing tips to help whatever business you have online succeed. And today's episode is all about creativity and community. And our guest is the perfect example of this. We talk with Nick Entwistle of One Minute Briefs and the founder and creative director of the Bank of Creativity. Now, One Minute Briefs, if you haven't heard of, and I'd be surprised if you haven't if you're a fan of this show because they have a network of almost 100,000 followers across the online, probably even more. And what it is, is they give out one brief every day on Twitter, and then you have one minute to create an ad. And all the entries get shared, retweeted, brands that you know and love and that you can't even get rid of in your life have partnered with One Minute Briefs. It's become a creativity and engaged online community phenomenon, if you will. So what we wanted to do was have Nick tell us, where did this idea come from? How did he grow One Minute Briefs? What makes a message stick? And tips that you can use to grow an engaged online community, if that is a goal of yours. It was a lot of fun talking with Nick, hearing the stories of, you know, from day one to where he is now. So I think you're really going to enjoy this show. Take a listen. Hi, everyone. We are here for a special live episode of The Copy Corner. As you heard before, I'm your host, Terry Schilling, with... Dan Marzullo. And our special guest today, we've been talking about it, we're really excited. We have Nick Entwistle at One Minute Briefs and also the founder and creative director of the Bank of Creativity. Uh, man, we are really happy to have you here, Nick. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. You know, Nick, we brought you on because... One Minute Briefs has become this kind of <laughs> this huge online community. I see it pop up on Twitter all the time and on LinkedIn, people sharing these fun taglines and these fun ads that they create. Um, you know, and Dan and I just wanted to have you on and really learn more about like, the origin story of that and help people to watching of just like how they can take maybe an idea that they have, right, and turn that into an online community like you've been able to grow. So. Maybe we can do like a quick origin story with you, Nick, yeah. and then how you came up with, you know, the idea for One Minute Briefs. Yeah, sure. It, I mean, it all came, it all actually came going back to university where we had weeks on end on a on a particular advertising brief. I did advertising and graphic design. That's my background. Uh, and I don't take very well to having too much time on things. Uh, I'm a <laughs> procrastinate. Uh, and I... And I wait till the end of the thing. Anyway, my my uh, old creative partner actually did his whole seven week project in, on the final night and got a better grade than me as well. So, um, and but he he, uh, but I did mine like in the last week, and I just applied that pressure on myself. And I had it in my head uh, these ideas, but uh, having that pressure and time constraints actually made the ideas better. Yeah. Uh, and potentially the output because you, you you apply a bit of pressure to yourself and the the one minute thing came out of just we just said oh should we do a one minute brief and we didn't know what one of them was at the time we were on photoshop um so it was even more difficult because uh, you got a bit of a bit of wording in a color or something in literally doing it in 60 seconds so <laughs> it sort of it sort of started from uh literally from there and then a couple of people looked over our shoulder at what we were doing because we did a few more of them. Uh, then we started to create a bank of images 
that we had we didn't know what to do with, I suppose. And then we took it to Twitter. Uh, and again, it's just learning. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing on Twitter. It was Facebook was out. We just yeah. started to apply them to a Twitter feed that we just we just called it one minute briefs. So we never intended to to create this massive community that, that it is now. However, just learning and being on these feeds and, and I'm always doing that with all, all my social channels, like and also failing on a few of them as well. I think it's it's uh, it's interesting to I've tried to create other communities on Instagram and, and other things and the idea of just died at like mm. 50 followers or something like that and some some of that is not being able to apply your own time to it but what we did on this which we saw which is the reason we saw the community grow was we started to just post our own we got about 100 followers or something but then we opened it up and said right we're going to do a one minute brief of the day and we just kept doing that even though we were getting like one person entering or zero on one day. Yeah. Um, and then, but what, what we would do, obviously when we get an entry, we would retweet it. So the person we didn't realize at the time, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, but the, the person submitting to us is obviously submitting is posting on their own feed. So that goes to their followers. Uh, and it has that same sort of effect that us doing it in the, university classroom did when people looked over our shoulders and then they wanted to have a go and and then that's why uh, and obviously the competitive nature of it people want to win the one minute brief of the day sure and the friendly competitiveness and, and community and a nice feeling that that this uh, supportive community has where we it's it's almost especially negativity especially at the moment and past couple of years yeah. in a nice uh, positive space for creative people to just have a bit of fun and no pressure as well because of the one minute thing if it's no good it doesn't matter it's, it doesn't try matter. again tomorrow right yeah, try again <laughs> tomorrow and sometimes one will go viral or something so yeah it's it sort of came from that there's there's loads i could go into but that's basically how it all started and then just continued to grow and and been doing the exact same thing every day ever since and that's wow. why opportunities and things have just kept growing uh, ever since yeah. How long? When did you start this? What year? Yeah, that was what I was thinking too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, 2012, probably, wow. 2000, probably 2011. It was it was at uni was it 2010? 2011, I think, university, and I was wow. I was leaving there, and then it was just like I said, it was just a little side hobby thing. Um, yeah, whilst, and I and I ran that for a number of years alongside my creative jobs as a creative copywriter and then creative director. And then probably 2018, uh, it just got too big to handle and uh, had to, it was a bit of a risk to, to, to leave a, a, a good job um, and, and a good, like mm -hmm. come back into the industry from my previous job, but decided I'm going to just concentrate on OMB and, and doing my own thing. So, so yeah. yeah, it takes, sometimes it takes a number of years and I think if I'd have gone at uni, if I thought I'm going to create this massive community, it just wouldn't have happened. So sometimes I think these things mm -hmm. just need to put something out there. And um, a couple of other feeds that I've done, 
I never thought that there would necessarily be anything, but I've just carried on and, and persevered with them a little bit and they start to turn into something and you, you hit upon something good. And then when you've got something that people want to be involved in uh, and, you know, some of the positive, it goes beyond the creativity at the end of the day because I think people are now benefiting through improving the careers, uh, awesome. contact, community, um, mental health. So I think it's gone beyond that now. And I think that's why the community does continue to grow um, because it's a win-win situation for everyone. And and it's not also uh, a corporation behind it. It's just a person just doing a Twitter feed that just continued and it, ne it never sold out what it was always doing in the first place. Yeah, totally. That's Which so interesting. Would you say then in terms of that growth, Nick, right, starting in 2011, has it been pretty kind of steady throughout? Has it been a nice or is it was there a certain point where it really just took off and you saw the community just skyrocket? Uh, well, I think we probably hit for about I, think, I remember hitting 4000 or something like quite early on. So I think that was like 2013. Oh, wow. So we 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 had a like a people started to take notice of us in the industry uh, and we were getting invited to go and do talks. And <laughs> I remember being scared to death. I had to do a big talk <laughs> in London. Um, and I thought, I'm going to forget everything. But they, they saw us <laughs> big organization. And it was just me and my, um, me and my mate just up on stage. And we didn't, again, didn't know what we we're doing, but that's the key. That was another key thing. Any opportunity along the way we were taking, so we would say yes to that or mm -hmm. be contacting magazine trying to trying to work with people and do you want to feature this and and just almost asking people uh, or if they wanted us to do a an article or something we would say yeah here you go and, and and at the time there was nothing commercialized about it so we were never working with brands it just advertised um tea bags or coffee or or something something different every day and then a bit further down the line. But I think there's been some landmark moments. So the landmark at that stage was just being this new people to the industry, doing something really different and yeah. a lot of fun stuff. Uh, so that's why we had a quite a big th uh, early thing, yeah. maybe in the second year. Uh, and then uh, 2015 did a campaign for the NHS and that was that was really big for us and then that probably saw a big following the we did another film a couple of years later probably 2017 <laughs> and then the pandemic itself has seen us go from about 21,000 so over two years to this is just on Twitter because there's, there's a big following on LinkedIn and everything as well but I always think yeah. of to be the main thing Mm -hmm. 21,000 so I think I think we're on 37,000 now so yeah I was I was looking you're pushing like 40,000 on LinkedIn and on Twitter separately yeah, LinkedIn, and then you LinkedIn's have your Facebook group well. yeah and I I can imagine just the pandemic with people being online and and looking at this hearing about you know hearing about one minute briefs and just seeing it all and that's really how I got introduced to it you know of seeing people and then seeing some of the creativity that just comes out of it and it's pretty fascinating and it and it sounds like it was able to 
and I think just people listening too of just like these ideas take time to brew and really like come to fruition, right? Like within the first two years, it could be really cool. And like you said, you have two people commenting <laughs> and then you retweeting it. And now I'm sure you have hundreds, maybe sometimes even thousands after maybe even one of them goes viral. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's been a few moments. There's been a couple that have gone viral for Guinness. Uh, I saw the Guinness one. That one was pretty awesome. With yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, these these things sometimes, this is why I say to people, even just um, a couple of days ago, someone direct messaged me and said, I did do two entries, but I never posted them. <laughs> but you just don't know. You just don't know that that little idea just could really spark everyone's imagination. And then it's all around the internet and it gets you opportunities yourself, as well as obviously it's very good for OMB. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a, there was a Kit Kat one. Again, these are the landmark moments that do help. We see we see a rise in follows, uh, but also they catapult people's careers into into somewhere else, and they might even change the their industry that they're in um, if something like this this. Uh, and then when you look back, like the, I don't know if you, and there was a Guinness one that with Wordle at the, at the moment, but there was a Guinness sofa one. Hmm. Uh, and if you look back at this, that was that was uh, for the stay-at-home messaging when when uh, we were staying indoors during the pandemic, and then. But that, when we look back in at moments in time, and they've been featured on like ads of the world and top hmm. top outdoor advertising and things like that, even even if it's not even an outdoor ad. So, <laughs> uh, so it's. Um, the opportunities to just post something out there you just never you just never know where they could go there's a campaign that we're doing this week the wwf and hmm. that started a couple of years ago from a very a very small simple idea and then last year it reached uh half a bit at half a billion reach and sure. we're trying to uh. do the same on thursday <laughs> but you know there are other factors going on in the world and they have been in the past couple of years, but we, we managed to do it. So hopefully we'll get similar big reach again um, on Thursday. That's awesome. I'm curious too, how this gets set up with the brands that you choose. And maybe you've talked about it in the past, but you just pick like, yeah, I mean, you just give an idea and then somebody can just use Guinness and KitKat. Has anybody, has any brands ever like called you and being like, Hey, what did, what is this? Like you can't use our name on it. <laughs> Uh, well, the thing is, because people are submitting their own ideas, then I suppose it's at everyone's own risk. Um, sure, yeah. To post anything, I think the positivity on the feed—it's—it's it's never negative. We have a board of uh, ambassadors, and they are on the lookout as well as myself for anything that might be potentially untoward. But because mm -hmm. of that, in the main, everything is very heavily positive, uh, and. And a lot of the time, if someone if someone does something for a brand where we're not actually officially doing it with them, like maybe the Guinness thing, because it's a positive piece of content, and if it does go viral, then it's great for them, isn't it? You know, the Kit Kat one, sharing yeah. Guinness did on across all their feeds around the world, uh, and paid the initial creator as well, so they did it, they did it in the right way. Uh, and embraced the fact that people are creating stuff for their brand. Um, yeah. There was one time I did one for uh, 
cartridge pressure wash. It was to advertise hashtag pressure wash washers. <laughs> and whatever, I don't know if it's the same in, in the US or anything. Like um, everyone did a cartridge poster, uh, and they were getting all these great things. But they said, "Can you just have a word and say it's not a cartridge brief; it's a pressure washer brief," and and that was fine. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like I say, in the main, everything is is really positive and we tend to get people we tend to get brands sort of having a laugh with us sharing gifts and think, oh we love this and and whatever um or retweet yeah, cool. so i think brands should embrace it rather than you know yeah sort of it I was down just, and, yeah i was curious if like do some reach out to you and want to sponsor it like you mentioned like a tea company can like a local like tea company or brewery just be like hey can you do a one minute brief for us? <laughs> and yeah. then, like, what happens if they use one of them? Like, do they get royalties? Does that person if, get something uh, out of it? When we, when we do the ones officially with brands, uh, because I mean, we get a lot of, a lot of people contacting us now fr from seeing, seeing these big campaigns. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll do it directly with a brand like we are with WWF on uh, Thursday. So, that's cool. They'll contact us. We'll work with them to create a, what that brief would be. We'll sit that on our website and then post it online. So we'll give away prizes to the the winner or the top three or something. Um, however, sometimes when we do a, a non-branded brief uh, and it's just hashtag advertised tea or something, okay. a tea company might come in and say, we love this. We'll give free tea bags for a year <laughs> or something. Nice. Uh, just you know, just to get us to, to become part of it, and we yeah, had yeah, totally. We had a bingo. We did a bingo brief a few weeks ago, and then Mecca Bingo got in touch with us, and and they were retweeting all. They loved them all, and then but then they get in touch with us to to run a more official brief moving forward. So it has obviously there's a lot of people noticing stuff, and LinkedIn is is a good. Um, I always try and do a post. I, I, I'd love to do more on there because it's very engaged, but um, yeah. I'm always lead, leading people back into into Twitter uh, via the other feeds to, to keep people in one yeah. place. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd think the brands that, wow, I want this. This is awesome. You get a lot of free, awesome ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's uh, we don't always say put, brands on people love to just put you know when you're doing a spec advert you want to put a logo in the corner of someone I, I think i've always done it even in my advertising courses or anything you always just use a brand so um and but when when these brands sponsor it they're able to because i put in so much work myself to try and create these brand partnerships and, and whatever and it's very time consuming and and it's become my job as mainly apart from some of the other projects that I do and yeah they put up big prizes I mean we did one with Coca-Cola and they put up 10,000 pound prizes for a one day one minute brief so wow that was ridiculous I, I, and I didn't I didn't expect it but we had I think we had 2,000 submissions in a day or something and, and that's awesome and it's not a uh, it's not glamorous. I was just sat here retweeting all day. <laughs> yeah. Then your day is very without this. Yeah. yeah. Just my retweet thumb. Oh, man. So, <laughs> that's, that's how it is. And sometimes 
Twitter can't even cope with the amount that that's coming through um, on the day. Yeah. Interactions, comments, quotes. Uh, someone videoed my. This was a number of years ago before it even got big, but someone videoed my Twitter feed on my phone, and it was just constant going down. So I don't have notifications on my phone anymore because mm. uh, it fries the battery. Yeah. Man. Cool, but, um, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's so, yeah, again, it's it's really interesting to see everything that's been growing. And we have a few people watching live, so just quick pause here. If, if any of you guys have questions for Nick, please put them in the comments and we'll get to them here in just a few minutes. Uh, we've been talking about how Nick came up with the idea for One Minute Briefs almost a little over 10 years ago, some of the brands that they've worked with, you know, and, you know, we were talking about the one popular Guinness and the Wordle one that came, you know, pretty much went viral. I've seen people just like retweet them and they're probably thinking it's like some huge ad agency. Maybe that came up with it, like this big campaign for it, which was, which was pretty awesome. Um, I know you give out cash prizes too, to the winner every day. Right. So there is some incentive for, for, you know, contributing and, you know, putting yeah. in your entry. I think uh, people, it's always been, well, when we first started, there was no, there were no prizes. Um, when I did my first event, we do an annual an annual event now. Um, I actually gave away. I had no money, so I gave away <laughs> yellow yellow stopwatches as gold medals for, for the <laughs> year. Um, but I think that that sort of human side to it uh, it's never really changed. As now we give away trophies because people can sponsor it and things. Um, but it's never really it, that sort of side of it has never really changed. We we uh, are able, we don't do a prize brief every day. So sometimes it, it is just the sort of bragging rights of being able to to win. Um, and, but what's nice about it is that when people do win, people big each other up and retweet it and say, well done and, and things. And oh, that's it's, cool. not, it's not um, a nasty competitiveness. It's, it is very much uh, a supportive group of people. Yeah. Uh, and then when you get, I mean, we've given away uh, £850 today with when we did, because we've done some briefs with Canva. So we gave a £500 cash prize to, and a free a free subscription to Canva for, for someone for a year. Uh, so wow. it's, it's amazing. And it's, it's uh, that amount of money is, is, can be really huge to people. And, and it's, uh, yeah, totally nice to be able to do that. Although, what what is, is nice as well is that people do it when there isn't prizes at stake as well, and I yeah. think that's really key because we might go the next two weeks now without any prizes coming in. And I, if you think about that for, for me, that's that's me just working completely for free because it's relentless full time work for me. Well, yeah. I'm just I'm just working for um, continuing having to run the feed despite maybe no partnerships coming in. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Nick, what are your long-term goals for this? Are you planning on kind of monetizing it more or what do you what direction do you want to take it? Well, at the moment it allows me some flexibility like today I've been working on a film. So my day job if you like is as a creative director, so I'll write and uh direct films and uh TV adverts social films, that type of thing. At the moment, I can still just about 
pick and choose a couple of projects in in a year where I can do something bigger alongside one minute beast, even though that's quite demanding. Um, longer term, now I'm feeling a, a bit better than it, staff staffing will happen. We've we've put um, people in place to to really help with the socials. Uh, and general community spirit, um, but I, I would be would be hiring someone to to help to help grow that and help grow the partnerships. You don't need masses of people, I don't think, to be able to do it because I do do it on my own at the moment. Um, in terms of doing it, but if I'm doing something like this, like a talk like this, that's an hour that I could potentially yeah. be doing. Um, partnership stuff but also equally doing stuff like this is, is great because who knows who might see it and chatting to you and then you might speak to someone or yeah and, and it keeps the community going because it's just another way of the community finding out about omb and and things as well so it's not um it's not very structured the way i sort of work and live i'm i'm, I'm always doing something different but i think it all helps feed in back into the community in one way or another, um, rather than me being sat from nine to five trying to create partnerships with brands and stuff, yeah. which potentially would bring in more money and then grow business and stuff. But I don't want to be doing that. Uh, it might be a case of some of the people can help me do that. Um, but I actually quite enjoy the fact that we're doing different things. I don't want to turn it into something that's that's driven by money because that isn't me. I'm not really that materialistic, and and um, I think just having fun with the like we did one OMB memes on Friday, and I'm just sat there having a laugh all day at these people entering memes about OMB, and and for me, we can't lose that and start just being this uh, this faceless thing i think that's really important yeah that's really interesting because that obviously it's, it's probably easy to get caught up in like monetizing this and being like all right should we charge people to put in an entry should we have this like paywall and things like that but you know listening to you and seeing what i've seen it kind of seems like ideas come organically to, like where it's like even if you host a workshop for a couple bucks or whatever like you kind of have that opportunity but like you said you don't want to make this seem like you're kind of like selling out if you will yeah i think i think uh it would be very easy to start doing that but i think if we started to try and charge people to enter and things like if, if it became different because it is literally at this moment in time exactly the same as it started on twitter yeah. so advertise advertise tea bags with pg tips is exactly the same as advertise tea bags so yeah. it just never changed and I think there are a few things changed. So like sometimes we might change from a blog to posting stuff on Facebook and certain things change as you keep learning. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just a constant evolving it rather than just trying to yeah. revolutionize how it would work. Cause I think you could kill it instantly. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, so to say it's like $1 briefs is not going to be the new name. Right? <laughs> $1 <laughs> $1. <laughs> Maybe Dan uh, and I will just steal that, take that idea. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see that pop up next week. That's, uh, that's our rival. Do you know what? Uh, <laughs> two dollar, two dollar briefs. One time, um, my 
he was, he was winding me up. My creative, uh, Jesus, my my creative partner uh, created something called sixty second briefs. And I, and I, <laughs> I was going crazy because the the logo was was exactly the same, uh, and I was just sat with him at work at McCann and um, <laughs> and. I was like, oh, I can't believe this. I need to speak to someone. And right at the end of the day, he'd let me stew in it all day. He said he'd created it. He <laughs> <laughs> was just winding me up all day. But there have been there have been people that have tried to imitate it a little bit and um, and offered bigger prizes as well. So at, at times when those things happen, you do get worried. Uh, but I think going back to that community thing that we're talking about, I think that is what has kept it strong, even in the face of other people offering better incentives and things, because they never, they never had that community behind them already. Yeah. And I think, totally. I think um, and also I try and very much be uh, personable to, to people. So it, so people do sometimes tweet and, and say, they actually say Nick in the tweets um, because they know that I'm tweeting to them more. And I'll yeah. send an, an angry gif or something if they forget their Twitter handle on the brief. Uh, and rather than being this corporate thing, that's what people uh, hopefully come back for. And, and I do try and help people as much as I can. Uh, yeah, they help me, you know. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We uh, have a few more questions, but I thought we got a good question from a LinkedIn user. I thought was pretty timely. What is the daily time commitment on a platform such as OMB in the initial days versus how it is today? So that's my own time commitment. Is that is that? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to follow up while you're thinking, someone it might be the same user. Just goes to show you that the intangible benefits outweigh everything at OMB, which is a nice comment there. Yeah. Kind of follow yeah, up what you were saying. Definitely. Um, yeah. I think uh, I was always doing it on the side of a full, like a, a proper data, a full day's job, hmm. and it and it was a case of, and obviously in this when we first started, we'd get a few entries in a week, <laughs> and now we get hundreds a day and and probably thousands of interactions a day. Uh, so it's just. It's a case of just being able to manage it, and and people yeah. don't understand sometimes when they, they think there's a massive team behind it, or and I'm like, well, no, I just sort of retweet them all. Um, <laughs> and once you've got the the brief there in the first place, um, you've created that partnership, and then you work throughout the day and work out times when you can retweet. I try and keep a steady stream without bombarding people too much, and then um, it's just got. It just got much more intensive. Uh, I've got to really keep my eye on the feed a lot more than I would have done in the early days because we're working with brands and things. Um, yeah. And then I'll be spending more time on partnerships and stuff. But like I say, I, I don't necessarily have that full-time job anymore. It just got too big to be able to to run Um to, to run the feed alongside full-time work and, and then, and it's, and it's gone that same level again. And, and, yeah. but it's also quite finite in terms of it's one brief every weekday. So that, that never really has, has changed as such. Um, yeah. 
until we would like we can't i don't think we should start doing two briefs a day and, and all that yeah just, it's, it, we devote the feed to to that every given day yeah quick question too nick how how much do you plan this out ahead of time like every like first of the month do you plan out the month's briefs or what's that process <laughs> someone called me um chaotic i can't remember who it was now <laughs> Uh, a little while back, in and that they were sort of being nice and stuff. But I think uh, I try not to plan much ahead, and it's and it that can be annoying for people when you're in relation. It's just the way I am in general. Yeah, um, sounds like, like something Dan and I would do. <laughs> yeah. And so I try and you know there are a couple of things in the calendar that are going to be happening like next month and. Uh, and the month after that, there's a couple of things, but it's very much week on week. So I don't necessarily mm. know. But today, only just today, I sorted a prize brief for tomorrow because we had a space. If if there wasn't a space, we wouldn't be able to do it. But I've just been, they might be on the call, actually. I spoke to them just, just before uh, this and said I was on the, um, uh, that I'd be working on this, on the brief after um, this chat now. So sometimes it can literally be, the day after, if we're responding to something that's happened in the real world, or uh, mm, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow's coincides with a date of the launch of something, so it's perfect for them. And yeah. so because we've got the availability, we we'll just do it. So um, I think a lot of it is trying to be as reactive as possible. Um, it's nice to be able to plan stuff in because then you know there's a bit more security behind yourself and the feed. But the good thing about OMB is that it, it can be reactive and we can literally just do it on the day. Like today's, there was no, there was no prize brief. So I was just thinking at the start of the day, what should we have as the brief? And at the moment I've got a mindset of, because of everything else going on, I want to just have loads of positivity and fun on the feed. So I just did advertise joke books. Uh, yeah. So loads of fun stuff, fun stuff happening um, on there. Yes. Uh, but yeah, equally, is <laughs> like this tomorrow's brief is going to be a, a big one, a big important one, but also hopefully a lot of fun at the same time. Is your contact uh, Toby Freeman? Because he just said I'm yeah. here. And then, <laughs> and he, then knows he, said, how, he knows how quick we're working. But yeah, uh, looking always, forward to tomorrow. Yeah, Toby's uh, Toby's enthusiasm and in making it happen is key as well. You know, as uh, as a brand or organization. If you if you're full on positive and you throw the positivity behind it, then you can achieve big things. And I know it's going to be a big one tomorrow. Um, but you need people within those organisations to be able to to believe in these things. Some people are quite protective over the brand and and might overprotect it to the point where you won't be able to achieve something really big. Um, yeah. I think just sometimes you just got to make things happen and. And the positivity that that comes out of it tomorrow, will I look forward to seeing it. Awesome. Uh, real quick, I got a question that was from off offline. I think they were having trouble, you know, ask this here, but I think this was a good one. What do you think? Because this goes into like how to grow an, an engaged online community. But from your experience with one minute briefs, what do you think are the two biggest reasons one minute briefs has grown into what it is today? Two biggest reasons. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, cause, like, you have, like, the time strength, obviously, like, that helps, like, with kind of, like, it doesn't seem a lot of pressure. But just in general, too, of just, like, you know, what do you think has, like, made it so, like, so many people engage and contribute to this? I think... I think one one reason is that it never changed from from the day it first began, being a one minute brief of the day, and uh, repetition, doing the same same thing. Yet, even when we had no one entering, I just kept doing it. Advertise cats, advertise TVs, advertise whatever. Uh, we'd get someone enter, and then two people, and then their mate might enter, or the the mum might enter. Um, so it's keeping on doing it every day because when um, sometimes because it is very very overwhelming for me sometimes uh, when I've got so much pressure on because I do I do have a lot of pressure uh, when it comes to running this feed I have to make sure no one's doing anything dodgy because it's all public um, I've, yeah. and I've we bring people in. I've got to retweet everything, so there's, there, there can be a lot of pressure, and sometimes there are difficulties that come with that. Um, and you could think, oh, well, what if I only do prize briefs or mm. and don't do the other ones and just have the day off on the other ones? But I think that if I did that, I think again you'd be selling out, and I think it needs to be non-stop. Just keep doing the same things taking every opportunity that sort of comes you even just you know when we when we yeah. uh you you spoke to me and said do you want to come on and chat i just straight away said yeah didn't i so it i think <laughs> taking opportunities that as and when they come uh that's what's important and i think just in terms of the community community and how that's grown i think just trying to give people back something i think just helping people People direct message me all the time and people have had struggles with mental health. Um, how do you do this? And sometimes people think that, um, or if I say, take that, can you take that idea down? It's a bit dodgy. Yeah. Sometimes people get a little bit offended by that. Um, but I've got to think about the greater, the greater community and what that could put at risk. So um, there's a bit of pressure on there, but I think giving people um some help and even just an outlet in their everyday lives to have a little bit of fun and positivity especially when it's such difficult times in the past totally. two three years uh, and then they give me something back and then if they give me something back i can keep going and yeah. I can keep doing these things and and then bigger opportunities we can then coca-cola get in touch right we're going to give you five thousand pounds for that idea or Zed, who who did the WWF initial idea, has got the second year of a massive campaign coming on Thursday. And yeah. he's got probably the biggest campaign under his belt than any creative in the industry. So it's um so it's just taking taking every opportunity, keeping on learning as well. If if something isn't quite working right, just change it slightly and but keep repeating as much as you can but making slight changes along the way and taking opportunities and who knows someone said what's the best that could happen and i always stick to that if on anything yeah um, you know just taking these opportunities and, and things and the community just keeps growing as a result yeah awesome um michaela huggins watching on youtube uh 
an ambassador here. For me, the aspect of the support from peers within the community intrigued me from the start. And now she's here to stay. So yeah, <laughs> kind of go back to what you said. Yeah. yeah. I want to wrap up on this question too. And then, or, and then Dan, if you have a follow-up as well, um, just with your experience being the creative director and, you know, coming up with these briefs and what you've seen just from like to keep it on brand with the copy corner side of things as well. You know, what are you, what do you think are, you know, the keys to creating a message that sticks? In terms of like a poster or, or yeah, like a campaign tagline, like a headline. I think it's, I always come back to it. Obviously. I mean, I know I said about graphic design advertising, but going back to the copy thing, my background really is in copywriting and, um, you know, writing scripts and things. So I think for me, the most important thing is to create an emotion with what you're putting across. If it's, whether that's making them just laugh, smile slightly when they're going past a, a billboard or something, yeah. um, feel sad or, as long as they feel something rather than we've got two for one on this it, that makes you feel nothing. It's like capture them with something that just makes you laugh or, or something. And then, then you've got them, but and keeping it extremely as simple as possible. Uh, that's not to say long copy isn't, isn't an option as well, but keep yeah. that idea as simple as possible script wise. How are you going to capture people uh, within seconds? Um, and it comes through emotion. But again, that can be a longer film uh, as long as it's powerful enough. But um, And I also think context. <laughs> Weirdly, I was, chatting to my mom, I was chatting to my mum about this last night. Um, Shout out to all the moms. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, we were saying about we were talking a bit about OMB and and uh, sometimes you get submissions that have got a stunning piece of uh, design or something on it and you think, oh, that's that's potentially the winner, that. But if it doesn't communicate what it needs to do, so what is that one single thing in that brief? Are you communicating it? You might do a stunning visual that sort of references it or or whatever, but... I always go back to that. I always try and get a brief and, and I always say, what's that? The good thing is about one minute briefs, it always distills down into a tweet. Um, but whenever I've worked in the industry, I always want that key one liner. What is the one key thing we want to say? And if you can almost put a mirror back on that exact piece of uh, wording, mm -hmm. do it in a different way. That's, a, that's all you need to do. Um, it's, it's just doing what um, doing what you're asked, really, but yeah. doing it in a clever uh, way that's going to really capture people's attention. And sometimes yeah. that might be you might get that visual idea, but you just need that context line underneath saying, you know, bringing it bringing it back to what you're actually communicating. Don't just leave it like that without the context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, awesome. context and and uh, simplicity which is all about where omb came from and and that's why these things work as, as billboards and things 
Yeah. Yeah. If your mom, if your mom understands it, it's a good, re- it's a good, that's it. so she's the one walking past it and, uh, and thinking, Oh, that's good. Even yeah. if you think, oh, that's, that's all right. That that's, that's all you, that's all you need to make people just quickly look at it. That's we walk past stuff. We don't stand there and admire yeah. it. Do we? we just take it in quickly and, and carry on going. Yes. Yeah. You ever get like you ever get like yeah, mom, we're at like thirty nine thousand followers on Twitter. Oh, that's great. So uh, you know, you're just like there's like that's so cute, dear. Just like, yeah. dear. Total mom energy. She's um, she's probably our biggest follower. She she's uh, she does a lot of retweeting and and she's become pe- people like her more than me on the feed. <laughs> um, oh, that's perfect. Everyone says you know she's our favorite humble and stuff, but um. Yeah, she's she's the biggest follower, but you know when you you know when you need advice about things, and then um, if she's not getting something, sometimes as creatives we think we actually overthink things and think we're really clever, but almost sometimes when I'm going back into creative director mode or creative mode, I, I think let's say I always think in billboards, but if you just wrote what the brief is wanting on a billboard that in its most basic sense is saying exactly what you need to. Mm. So that's good enough as it is sort of thing. How yeah. do you do that in a different way? Um, yeah. Cause yeah. it needs, it needs to commit. If it doesn't and doesn't actually do what it needs to communicate, then it might not win. Um, and when it comes to brands and things, sometimes one that's, had a hundred retweets because it's a great visual or something might not actually win for the for the brand which is another interesting thing right. um, it might have four likes but the brand thinks that's them yeah. and they really get it so yeah it's yeah. Subjective, isn't it? it is all subjective um yeah that's a cool way to think about it though man yeah absolutely and um we'll wrap it up there you know nick this was really cool insight into how everything evolved with one minute briefs and just, you know, quickly some people, um, you know, Matthew Jenkins, who's watching, never thought I'd find such a loving and caring uh, community within OMB. It was more than just a community of family, if anything, virtual hug. So, you know, you're doing something right, man. And it's really cool. It's really cool to see for sure. And, you know, thank you to everybody who tuned in live across YouTube and LinkedIn and on Twitter. And again, we'll have the whole interview here um, on the copy corner podcast feed. Um, but Nick, we appreciate all the insight in your time. I feel like I we usually say, you know, tell people where they can find you, but you have it there. Everybody knows, <laughs> man. Go to at one minute briefs, you know, join the Facebook group, Twitter, LinkedIn, and put in your entry. Show some creativity. Don't be afraid to show that. You may win some cash and then you know who knows what can happen. It can evolve. So Definitely. really cool to hear everything. But anything else, Nick, before we go? Any last thing, you know, want to say hi to mom one more time or anything else? You want to <laughs> I, might, I might have some WhatsApp or something in a bit. But no, I think, um, yeah, just for, for everyone, if, if there, if there be anyone watching that isn't or uh, is watching in future that, that doesn't enter or sometimes people feel a bit worried about entering for the first time as well. Uh, but the community, as you've seen with a couple of them comments, are very supportive very friendly and they'll welcome you as much as as much as I do so uh yeah just get involved and have have a lot of fun awesome love it awesome. well everybody yeah. thanks so much for listening to today's uh special edition live edition of the copy corner uh Dan and I appreciate it you know like subscribe rate review wherever you listen to podcast follow us along on uh YouTube 
you know, LinkedIn, Twitter as well. Um, but Nick, thanks again for your time. And everybody, we'll see you. On the, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. yeah.